Okay, so Be'ezra Sashem, tonight we're starting up again with our series of Shirim on entering into the Sea of Wisdom, based on the weekly teachings of the Tzaddik and the Gon Rav Yitzchak Meyer Morgenstern, the Tzaddik Rimushlayim. And this week what we're going to be looking at are the Chaim Haran Shirim that the Rebbe has been given. I don't know when exactly this was given. My assumption is that it was this year, but they didn't leave the date on it. Usually it's from within the recent time period at least and in the Chaim Aran Shirim first they were Sichos Aran Shirim but in the Chaim Aran Shirim one of the unique things is that it's the the Loshan HaKodesh Shir of the Rebbe where a lot of Americans go and a lot of people are able to go and listen even if they're not able to go to the Yiddish Shirim it's also kind of the Thursday night Mishmar over there so it's a, it's a time to get to say good Shabbos to the Rebbe. It's a time to spend some time with the Rebbe before uh, before entering into the Avoid of Shabbos. And the Nakuda that we're going to speak about tonight, it was one of those Shabbosim where it was like 70 pages or so, but there's some Shabbosim where every page is filled with another Nakuda that is Ro'i to speak about, that is Ro'i to dance about. And so it was difficult to kind of choose and limit ourselves to one particular place. But I thought that some of the ideas that the Rebbe expresses in this year in Chayam Aran were so significant that we had to kind of focus on these. In order to be makdim a little bit, there's a statement that the Rashash, Rav Shalom Shrabi, makes a big deal about in his Hakdama Rehova Sanar, and it's brought down from the Arizal and Rav Chaim Vital's writings in the Sefer Mavu Sha'arim. Now, in the Sefer Mavu Sha'arim, it's a little bit different than the Sefer Eitz Chaim. It's another form of the Kitvei Ha'arizal, as they came out in the Shemayna Sha'arim. But Mavu Sha'arim contains some Nekudos that are not necessarily found in Eitz Chaim Kadisha. Not to Chas Vashom claim that they're a steer to Eitz Chaim, but rather they offer a little bit more of a nuance to what the Arizal or what can be implied from Eitz Chaim it's written specifically and explicitly in Mavusharim. And the Meforshim understood this, the Shaman Sassan understood this, Rav Elia Weintraub, the, the Makobel from Bnei Brak, who was Nifter a number of years ago, wrote a number of Shirim, two volumes Svarim, uh, on, on Mavusharim, incredible Shirim. So there's a lot of unpacking that has been done. But nevertheless, what the Ari writes there, and the Rashash makes a big ASEC out of this, is that the entirety of our Chachma, the entirety of Panimia Satora can be summarized in one singular statement. And the singular statement contains two points, and that is Man and Mad. Man is the Roshetevos Mem Nun, which stands for Nmayim Nukvim, or feminine waters, or what we typically understand as Isarusa Dilatata, the awakening from below, a movement from the lower upwards towards the higher by way of creation, yearning, and desiring to turn back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Mad, the Roshay Tevos Mem Dalet, or Mayim Duchrin, is the waters that come down, the masculine waters that descend, which is Sarusa de Leila, which is the descent of lights from Lamala Lamata. And it's the expression from HaKadosh Baruch Hu towards creation, as opposed to Man, which is the expression of creation towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now the Rashash, based on the Arizal, says that the entirety of the Chachma can kim'at, almost, be fully summarized by those two terms. And the Rebbe Ravitchemeyer spends a lot of time trying to understand why it's only almost. Why not say that this completely covers the ground of the entire system? And the Rebbe has a mahalach in this. 
But what we can understand from the Ari is that these two elements really comprise the entire system. Because when a person opens up a Sefer Eitz Chaim, when a person opens up the writings of Rav Chaim Vital or the Rashash, what a person is going to see in front of them is an incomprehensible map of different destinations and positions and different partsufim and different olamos and different spheros and spheros within spheros and different aspects of Ibor, Yenika, and Moichen of a state of impregnancy and a state of nursing and a state of mindfulness. And there's going to be Katnas and there's going to be Godless and there's going to be Kalim and there's going to be Oros and there's going to be Nahi and there's going to be Chagas and there's going to be Chabad. There's going to be an infinite, nearly an infinite amount of particularized ideas and when a person looks at the writings of the Arizal, they can say, what is this? This is a mathematical textbook. It's incomprehensible to me. Why should I even study it? What practical application does it have in my life? I might as well focus on the things like Musa or things that are going to have an impact on me. But what the Rashash came along to do, and for the Rebbe, for Ravichemeyer, the Rashash, or Shalom Sharabi, who when the Arizal passed away, he said, if, you, if you're Ra'ui, I'll return to you. If you're Ra'ui, I'll return to you to finish up what I haven't taught you yet. Kanoda, that the Arizal only came to Svad and he taught for about two and a half years. And then he died in a Magefa. And he told his Tamidim, he told Rav Chaim Vital, as Rav Chaim Vital records in Shar HaKavanos by the bracha of at Semach David, that we have to daven for the Arizal that Mashiach ben Yosef shouldn't die. So there was a certain element about the Ari that he was an aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef who was capable of being Megala Panimia Satora. And had the world been Zarcha, and had the Arizal stayed along for a few more years, then Rav Chaim Vital writes that he would have understood and taught all of Niglo Satora, Gemara and Halacha, according to the Razin to the Panimia Satora, something that we see with Rabbi Nosson of Nimerov in Lakute Halachot. But we weren't Zoha. And Lo Aleinu, the Arizal, was Nifter before his time at a very young age of 39. And what we were left with was what we were left with. But what the Rashash came to do, according to his Talmidim, is he was the Hamshacha of the Rashash. He was the Hamshacha of the Arizal. When the Arizal says that I will come back to you, the Mesorah is that the coming back of the Arizal was in the guise of the Neshama of the Rashash, who came along and understood the depths of the Arizal, and took all of the myriad details and all of the differentiated points that seem so scattered, and he arranged them in such a way that they were summarized in very few ideas. Very, very few ideas. For the Rebbe, the Rashash is the interface or the bridge that allows us to take the words of the Arizal, to study the Arizal, and to attach them to the teachings of Hasidus. Because the Arizal is being masbir the way that all of the Olamos work the shape of all things, the construction and the arrangement of all worlds. The Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, as well as the Gra, are all coming along to teach us how to apply these things al Darach HaAvoida in the Neshama. Not to be stuck in Shemayim, but to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu down here. But when a person looks at the teachings of the Arizal and the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov, sometimes it's nearly impossible to see how the two of them can be connected. And what the Rebbe points out is that the Rashash is the bridge between the two of them. Because if you could understand the writings of the Arizal through the writings of the Rashash, then you understand how the writings of the Arizal are in and of themselves the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. So the Rashash plays a, a deeply significant role in the system of the Rebbe. And the Rashash is Taman Mufak, the Taras Chacham, Rav Chaim Dilarosa, 
That's a, another story altogether. That's the name of the base medrash. The name of the Rebbe's base medrash is Taras Chacham. The revealed reason for that is because the Taras Chacham was one of the few Mikubalim who allowed for the Kavana Satfila during Svira Saomer in the time period that we're in right now. And the Rebbe wanted to be Machavein during Svira Saomer to engage in that avoid of Yehudim. And therefore, if he named the base medrash Alpi the Taras Chacham, so then you could follow the halacha like the Taras Chacham and you could be Machavein those Kavanos. But the deeper understanding as well is that the Tarus Chacham came and he went even deeper than his Rabbi the Rashash. If the Arizal was talking on a macro level, how things look in the big picture, how history unfolds, the Rashash came along to look at it on a microscopic level. How everything that the Arizal says from the beginning of creation to the end of creation is true throughout each and every year throughout each and every tefillah, and comes along the, the Rosh Hashanah's Taman Mufak, the Torah's Chacham, and he says, forget about that. Every time you open your eyes, every breath that you take, every thought that you have, every word that leaves your mouth contains all of existence within it. There's no moment in existence, no act of being human that does not contain the potential of all manifestations of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light in this world. So what these tzaddikim were doing were showing us how each and everything can be drawn down even deeper so that in each and every moment that we experience life, we find the entirety of existence in front of us. Like the story goes, and I've said this story before, somebody asked the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, how should a person start to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And the Baal Shem Tov, who was standing in the story on top of the cliff, said, Azoy, like this, and he threw himself off of the cliff with self-abandonment and absolute surrender. And as his body is kind of flying forward, downwards, faster and faster, he hits the ground and he shatters into a million little pieces. Now the Mesharis, who was with the Baal Shem Tov, was terrified. He ran down the mountain as quickly as he could to see what had happened to the Baal Shem Tov, feeling that the Baal Shem Tov was annihilated. And when he looked closer, what he saw is that every shard of the Baal Shem Tov, every spark that the Baal Shem Tov shattered into was the entirety of the Baal Shem Tov. That in truth, every part contains the whole. That's the secret of Hasidus. That's the secret of Panimiya Satoira, that there is no element of human existence, whether it be in the element of time in space or in the psychological presence in this world, that does not contain the potency of everything. So that every moment that a person finds themselves in, they can close their eyes and say, Hakolkan, Imanikan Hakolkan, everything is here. It's just a question of uncovering it and being conscious of it. That was the avoid of these Sadikim of the Rashash and the Taras Chacham, as well as the Balshamto. That had Toifis Khalikman someone who touches a part of the whole, Toifis Kulo is touching in truth the entirety of the whole, because the whole can't be broken up into parts. And if a Baruch Hu creates a miracle that the whole is broken up into parts, all that means is that each and every part is a whole unto itself. And so what the Rebbe is saying over here is he's following this teaching of the Ari as brought down by the Rashash that the entirety of this Chachma in all of its myriad details can really be summarized in two elements, a desire from below to reach upwards and a desire from on high to descend downwards. And these two elements of Man and Mad, Mayim Nukfin and Mayim Dukhrin represent two psychological experiences. The descent from above to below is the desire of bittel, 
to be nullified in the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not to think of myself, but rather to nullify my self-consciousness and my self-centeredness and the recognition that everything is the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything I have is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every word of Torah I get to learn or teach or think about is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every Nikudav Hatzlacha, it's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Ikra Avoida is the Avoida of Bittal, to think less about myself. Like Moshe Rabbeinu, Va'anach Numa. The less I think about myself, the more room there is for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Ikra Avoida from above to below. But the Avoida of below to above of Mayan Nukvin is almost the opposite. It's a sense of self. It's a sense of personality. It's a sense of individuality, of a desire to cleave to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of a yearning to have that which I don't have. If from above to below is a feeling of shlemus and wholeness, from below to above is a feeling of chisaron, of lack and desire and yearning towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And these two elements comprise the entirety of what we can learn in Kabbalah. And when a person has this Havana in mind, when they look at the writings of Kabbalah, so they have a little bit an easier time understanding what we're looking at. So the Rebbe says as follows, Ultimately, everything can be summarized as two forms of awareness, two forms of consciousness. One is moichin of hishtoikikus. One is the mindfulness of desire for a Kaddish Baruch Hu that emerges out of sense of lack. And one is Bittal Ta'kadosh Baruch Hu, which is an awareness that emerges out of a recognition that there is no lack and a Kaddish Baruch Hu is everything. Umi Shalomid Kabbalah V'chasidus, and someone who learns Kabbalah and Chasidus, Tzarech Leida, they have to know, Shakol Shura V'shura, every line that they study, Hakol Hu Emuna V'minei Drachim Shal Dveikus. Everything, Bali Yoitzim and Aklal, is simply teaching us pathways in Avedas Hashem, pathways of yearning, and pathways of cleaving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sheyesh dveikus shehu shel tzimtzum, shehu dveikus shel hishtoikikus. Like we said, there is a way of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu from the bottom up, by way of hishtoikikus and a sense of lack and tzimtzum and concealment, where I sense myself and I desire what I'm missing. Sheyesh dveikus shel hamshachas hakav or in sof. And then there's also forms of dveikus that are drawing down the infinite light into existence, which is the awareness of Bittal, the awareness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everything, every word that a person studies is a way to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Iker. Whether it's that emerges out of a place of lack, or that comes about by nullifying myself and nullifying my ego, which emerges from a sense of wholeness. There is no more in the entirety of Panimia Satora than these two Moichen of Bittal and Hishtoikikus. Moichen shall Hishtoikikus and Moichen shall Bittal. For example, if a person encounters the idea of the stage of latency, of impregnation, where a person is not a person yet, but they're beginning to be a person, like uh, like an uber, like somebody who is still in the stomach of their mother. At that level, we're working where we're deficient and we're moving from below to above, which are at that stage, I'm yearning for something more. But im hamoichin shel chabad magiyim melemala lemata. But if they're mochin of chachma bin and das that come from above to below, 
where I have a sense of self, of chachma, of wisdom, of bina, understanding, and das, knowledge, at that point, I'm nullifying myself. And if a person understands these two general ways of grasping the world and existence and the self and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they have already begun to understand everything that there is to understand. For they are forms of spiritual awareness and spiritual grasp that contain the entirety of the Torah. And a person can live the years of Mesushelach. A person can live the longest life in existence and never come to understand what these words mean. Never come to understand what his towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu means, what it means to live with a sense of lack and a feeling that only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can be mashlim, me, where there's a sense of ani, I, and the sense of bitl, which is the recognition that there's only I in. There's only nothingness from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what the Rebbe is saying here is, Mamish, these are, these are words that are masukim midvash. The Rebbe is summarizing things for us. And he's giving us etza because never before has this been so revealed. Never before have we been given such clear hadracha as to exactly what a person is looking for when they enter in to the sea, to the Yama Chachma, to the sea of Pnimiya Satora. And the Rebbe continues, and, I, and I'm skipping a few nukudos here, and I know it's a, a, a little bit longer than we usually go, but I want to... I want to spend time reading this as well. This is an Ois Chaf Gimel. The Rebbe says, just so beautifully, A person has to fall in love with every holy book that exists within the world. In every book that a person has on their shelves, in every book that a person reads, in every sefer or line that a person opens up, there's a revelation of godliness. And a person has the capacity of grasping the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu from within each and every holy book. And any book that HaKadosh Baruch Hu directs a person to open, any random safer we choose to take off of the shelf, any random stack that we have next to our beds or next to our couches, whatever Hashkacha Pratis has brought us to, each and every page that we look at contains a specific and precise message for us in that particular moment. This is the pathway that a person can access everything. Because the part and the whole are eternally equal. They're the same. And I can find everything in one word, just like I could spend my whole life trying to find it in all the books. And when Hashem reveals a particular element within the Torah to an individual, every word that we open ourselves up to is an opening into the all. The part contains the all within it. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu has directed me to learn and study this Torah at this particular moment. It's like a gift or a key that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given me that I can access the all, everything. And every secret in the Torah is contained within all of the other secrets of the Torah, and all of the secrets are contained within each secret. And every word that I study in the Torah is like a holy name. 
like the Balshemtov taught us in his famous letter to his brother-in-law of Gershon Kitaver after his Aliyah and Neshama to the Heichel of Mashiach, after the Balshemtov says, Mashiach, Ka'asimar, when are you going to arrive? And Mashiach says, when your wellspring spread forth, and when you perform unifications like I do, and when you can understand what? That behold, os va'os. In each and every letter, there are worlds, there are souls, and there are godliness, not in every statement, not in every sentence, not in every word, but in every letter. Each and every letter contains the all. Every word of tefillah contains the entirety of tefillah. And when a person thinks that it's only when I get to the end, when I get to Shemana Esrei, I'll be Masig the Iker. So that's one way of thinking. Even in the first word of Maida'ani, there, everything is there already. And that gives a person permission to stop running so much, to stop chasing this idea of excellency or proficiency, and to realize that wherever I am, I have access to everything. And if I learn to penetrate deeply with my gaze, to daven, to allow Hashem to, to give me the eyes to return HaKadosh Baruch Hu into this point itself, to return us to see Tzion in this point, to see the entire world in this moment, then a person can live a chayim of oineg and menucha. And the Rebbe continues afterwards and he says, he says that if you know the writings of the Rashash Klar, then wonderful, you'll get the lundus of all of this. You'll have the schar of limud. But even if you don't, believe in it. Just believe that every word you read contains the all and, and it's as if you know the entirety of the writings. Bezus Hashem, we have a tzaddik here who's giving us not only everything, but but allowing everything to taste like candy as well. So it's a it's a schus, and and Bezrus Hashem will uh, will continue. Okay.